You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture the reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, as it has for the past couple of weeks. And uh, uh, just like I said last week with our new presentation technology, we can put that on the screen for you this morning so you can follow along on the screen, or you can still follow along in your pew Bibles on page 8 of the New Testament as we read from the Good News Translation this morning. Jesus says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, may your holy name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food that we need. Forgive us for the wrongs we have done as we forgive the wrongs that others have done to us. Do not bring us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So this morning we are digging into that portion of the Lord's Prayer that deals with temptation. And I have found myself a meme to share with you all this morning that kind of presents the uh, issue in pretty stark reality. It says, lead me not into temptation, and then there's a big pause, and it just says, Nah, follow me, I know a shortcut. I don't know if it's just me, but I think that this meme rings truer than a lot of memes that are out there on the internet. Uh, Temptation is kind of everywhere. And sometimes we do indeed learn the shortcuts. This meme rings true for me, and just for my own sake and sanity, I hope it rings true for you as well. But we're going to talk about it, right? that temptation is everywhere. And if you have a hard time believing me, let's just do a quick little poll. And the question is, how fast do you drive on that stretch of Highway 11 that is also Highway 18 at the edge of town? I know what my answer is. The speed limit's changed since I moved here in 2020, and I am having a hard time dealing with that change. How many of you know the actual speed limit of that little stretch of road there on the edge of town? And how many have you learned that in ways that were a little bit more, um, uh, how to put this delicately, who taught you that lesson? Yeah, temptations everywhere. We know what the speed limit is, but hmm. how about the interstate? In 2015, the state of South Dakota raised that speed limit to 80 miles an hour. Where do you set the cruise control? 83. Someone's brave enough to say it. I wrote down 82 in my notes because that's about where I put the speed limit, where I put the cruise control, and there's really no reason for it. Like 83 and 82, there's really no difference. We're not going to get there any faster. It just feels good, doesn't it? Just that little act of maybe rebellion or something. I don't have a good reason as to why we do it, but we just all do it. It's a part of our human nature. 
So we've been walking through these phrases of the Lord's Prayer for the past couple of weeks because there is so much in this prayer that can go unnoticed and so much that is in this prayer that we cannot even think about as we say it over, the, over week after week. Over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about what it means to hollow God's name, to look for the greatness of God's name over and above our own names. We've talked about forming our hearts around the idea of God's will being done, of God's kingdom coming over and above our own will and our own kingdoms. And last week we talked about what exactly it means for us to survive on God's daily bread, both food for the body and food for the soul. And this morning we turn our attention to the place where Jesus says, pray this way, and it's on the screen, so let's say it together. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And on its surface, these feel like really counterintuitive words. Why is it that we would need to pray this way? Why is it that we have to say these words? Because isn't our natural inclination to at least try to avoid those things that tempt us most? Doesn't God want us to avoid those things that tempt us? The answer is yes. Like, we do have a natural, like, awareness that we are tempted by a certain thing, and so we do try to avoid that certain thing. And God certainly does want us to do that. But the problem is that it's hard. It is almost impossible for us to resist temptation on our own, and so we need God's help. And the problem really is is that we so often hear that word tempt and we think of it as a bad word. We think of it as something, something wrong or hard or something we just have to get through. We seem to think that temptation always means that something that is tempting us is seeking for us to do evil or seduce us into doing evil. But that's not actually how the word gets used in Scripture. It's not how it functions, and its meaning, as we'll see, is so much bigger than just that. Because really, temptation, when God takes it and God uses our temptation, it becomes a test. A temptation becomes any testing situation, any situation that challenges our humanity, that challenges our integrity, that challenges our fidelity. One of the great temptations that's made known in the testimony of Scripture is the temptation or the testing of Abraham. When God gives Abraham this soul-crenching command to sacrifice his son Isaac, God is testing Abraham. God is testing his loyalty. God is testing his obedience. God is saying, will you give up this dream in order to follow me? And when Abraham is proven to be in the affirmative, when Abraham does what God has asked him to do, then God makes promises beyond what Abraham could even comprehend. Another famous temptation from the Bible is Jesus himself, who was led into the wilderness. But I want you to notice as we read that story, it is not God who is doing the tempting. It's the evil one. But God uses that in Jesus' life because Satan tempts Jesus with sustenance after 40 days of fasting. And Satan tempts Jesus with God's protection, which 
by the way, he already had anyway. And Satan tempts him with an easier path to being the Messiah. But what we see time after time is Jesus withstanding this testing. And after it's all over, we see Jesus ministered to by the angels. And then in the strength of this experience, he begins his public ministry. The temptations that we face are not tests designed for us to fail. They are tests for us to prove our loyalty, to build our faith. We become stronger, we become more faithful. And so when we pray this way, when we pray as Jesus has instructed us, we are not praying for God to do something that God wasn't going to do in the first place. We're asking for help. We're asking for relief. We're asking earnestly that in this time of pain, of temptation, that we would be made stronger, that we would be found faithful, that we would be found as those who are being led by God willingly. But temptation is not something that God does. It's something that God uses. Our temptation is not something that God does. In his letter to the early church, James the Apostle makes it clear when he writes to the church that if we are tempted by such trials, we must not say that it is God who is doing these things because that's not something that God does. God will use our temptations. God will use our testing. And God will help when we cry for help. When we pray this way, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When we pray this way, we are praying for God to lead us, to help us, to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's an interpreter of Scripture that points out that Greek does not come with commas or other punctuation. And this same interpreter says that we have to make sure that there is a comma somewhere in that phrase. And so how does it change that phrase if we were to pray, lead us? Pause. Not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us. Lead us, God. Not in the way that we would lead ourselves, which is the way of temptation, but rather lead us as you would have us be led. Because we have the ability to lead ourselves, don't we? And oftentimes we have the way of leading ourselves into temptation. It's what Adam Hamilton was talking about with the donuts that we talked about at the start of worship, leading himself into the temptation to have a donut. We know the shortcuts to our temptations. We have the ability to raise our speed even after we've set the cruise control. We have the ability to think whatever we want to about certain people, and we even have the power to verbalize those things. We have the power, we have the ability to do whatever it is that we want to. We're not free from the consequences of those things, but we can make those types of choices. But this lawless, me-first, self-indulgent way of life that I just described is not what God wants our lives to look like. 
And so we pray for God to lead us. God, lead us. Not into temptation, which is the way that I would lead myself. God, lead us. Not into my base impulses. God, lead us. So the question becomes, what is it for God to lead us? What does that look like? And we're given part of the answer. We're given a glimpse of the answer in Psalm 23, where God is leading us not into temptation, but rather leading us into paths of righteousness for his own name's sake. This is how God leads us. God says to you and to me, I have a better way for you. And it is a way away from things that tempt us. It is a way that is away from anger and away from injustice and away from hatred and away from bitterness, away from driving too fast or drinking too much or thinking, looking at the things that we think we need to see. This means that this phrase is hard to pray. It's hard to pray, lead us, and also to mean it, because it is hard to be led. But that's exactly how we are being invited to pray, and more than that, that is exactly how we are being invited to live. Because the cold, hard fact of our lives is that we will be tempted There are things that tempt us that are around us all of the time, and that's never going to change. But we will find when we rely on God for the strength to resist, we will end up stronger in our faith. We will end up building our trust in God's work in our lives. And by the way, there's times where we're going to be tempted, and we're going to 100% of the time fall into our temptation. It's bound to happen. We are humans, and human nature is a thing. But even then, God is as near as our next breath. God rushes to us, picks us up, dusts us off, and invites us to try again. We can be led in the way that God God would have us to go. Lead us, O God, in your way, which is away from our way, for the glory of your name. Would you pray with me? God, we are looking to be led today. Led in a way that glorifies you. Led in a way that is for our benefit. Led in a way that leads us to greater faithfulness, to greater strength of our convictions, to greater hope. God, you know the things that tempt us. You know the things we struggle with. And you know the ways that we have fallen into temptation before. Today we look to you to give us the strength to follow faithfully to lay down the way that we want to go and truly to be led by you. Be with us as we endeavor in this way. Lead us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. 
Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.